0: Buenos dias senores and senores and welcome to another episode of that sports show that talks sports and I know what you're probably thinking ladies and gentlemen where have you been Drew where where is the time flown by between the last episode and episode what is this nine I think um, yeah, so look, I took a little bit of a hiatus. I uh, got busy with some stuff at work. Uh, things have been a little bit crazy with my stuff. So hopefully now uh, everything's kind of being set up a little bit better. Again, I apologize. Uh, the setups kind of changed a lot. So if you do hear echoing noise or any sort of extra stuff like that, just know I don't have any control over it. So I do apologize for that. But without that further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I do want to talk some sports. Obviously, there's Whew, there, there is a lot that I have missed. I have missed doing this, but uh, I hope you guys are more than prepared to kind of do an overview of what we've what we've kind of not got a chance to talk about. So without further ado, folks, uh, let's just try to jump right into this and, and have some fun. Um, so, look, obviously, the word has already gotten out. Uh, we'll just start with the NBA stuff. And trust me, there'll be a bunch of episodes that come off after this one don't worry about it uh, so we'll, we'll definitely get ourselves kind of caught up here a little bit with what's been going on but uh, yeah so Lakers they pulled it off man they they did it right uh, the heat tried to stick in it I mean gotta give it to gotta give it to Jimmy Butler man he left it all out on the court in game five to the point where he had absolutely nothing left to give to that team uh, they, they look spent they look tired I mean Look, man, it's it's what happens, right? I mean, Jimmy Butler gave everything he could on the court. He tried, man. He fought hard. You can't fault him for that. He went all out. He went up and down that court trying to score every single point possible. There's got to be credit where credit's due for that. So I give it to Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat. Look, they played a great team game. It just was not enough to take on the Lakers. But I want to focus on the Lakers. And I know people, oh, Andrew, come on. You can't hate on the Lakers and LeBron winning his fourth title and LeBron winning his third finals MVP. I You said that about, yeah, you're right. Everything that was said for Kawhi also stood for LeBron. Kawhi wins a championship with his third team. LeBron wins a championship with his third team. LeBron wins a finals MVP with a third team. Kawhi wins MVP finals MVP with a third team. Everything was balanced equally for these two. The difference is, of course, LeBron has had a su- such a spectacular career and has obviously won a few more titles than Kawhi. Then, of course, we're going to put LeBron James ahead of Kawhi Leonard. I'm not going to fault that. Of course I'm not. Okay, I'm not. And look, my focus is not with the Lakers in a in a damaging way, any way, shape, or form. I want people to understand, look, I respect the fact that they won this one. Circumstances just went their way, right? A virus broke out. They got a good couple months off to recover, relax, and get their bodies back in shape. They knew they were in the playoffs, so all the three-point shooting stuff. I will contest. I thought it was definitely a concern. But at the same time, I also figured, yeah, but it's LeBron and the Lakers. They're going to find a way to win games no matter what, right? The Trailblazers felt like they were spent. The Rockets are never going to be a team that ever makes the finals as long as James Harden and now Russell Westbrook are on that team. It's just they're they're a nice offensive team. They're never going to be a playoff team. And I think the Lakers caught a lucky break that the Clippers just did not have it together against the Nuggets. I will give it to the Nuggets, though. Give them some credit. They did beat the Clippers. I did say that. Let's give them some credit. The Nuggets are coming. They're just a couple more years away and another star player emerging. And hopefully, Michael Porter Jr. can be it. And they don't have to go and draft another dude. Okay? But with all that being said, it is crazy to see that LeBron gets another title with the Lakers on a year that was... Starting off on a bad foot already with the fact that you had the maybe one of the greatest, if not the greatest Laker of all time in Kobe Bryant passing away. Uh, like a lot of people said, it felt like it was destiny because of that at that moment. And I will I, I've never been one to admit to destiny, but yeah, you know what? In a in a way, it definitely felt like that. It definitely felt like that. So I, I wanna I wanna focus in on a few things. Um Because obviously, there's now the talk of you know where where, where's LeBron's legacy at now? Four titles, fourth Finals MVP, right? There's a lot to that, obviously, because everybody says he's not very. If he can get six, he's got a chance to match Jordan. Because that's always going to be the comparison, right? Because Michael Jordan is maybe the greatest basketball player of all time in many people's minds. Some consider him to be the greatest athlete of all time. LeBron is, in some people's minds, the greatest basketball player of all time, maybe the greatest athlete of all time. Right? And I've heard everybody's perspective on this. You know, I've heard like Colin Cowherd, it's like, you know, Michael Jordan needed Phil Jackson and, and, and he needed Scottie Pippen. LeBron just needs a basketball. And I've heard Nick Wright, you know, just constantly go to town on how, you know, LeBron is just one of those game changing players that just does it all, right? I get it. The guy's a freak of nature athlete. He's super talented. He's very smart. He understands this game like no one else right now, right? Both on and off the court, he, is, he has excelled in so many ways. And you got to give him props for that. You have to give him the props for that. Absolutely. But let's not also ignore the fact that, like I said, there were certain circumstances that lined up perfectly for them. It's all what if at this point, but you got to think about it. They go 82 games. Is LeBron in good enough shape to keep up after 82 games? I don't know. Anthony Davis with his injury issues, is he going to be able to actually be there for every single game? I mean, we saw in the playoffs he was not looking 100% in all the games. He did have some moments where it did not look good for him. So you got to wonder. But that's all what-ifs, right? Then Let's not play a what-if game. But let's focus on this. Well, what is LeBron's legacy now that he's got all this new hardware to add to his cupboard, which, you know, again, he's great. I am going to hit you with an answer that most people will say, oh, what a cop out. What a stupid way to look at things. But look, this is maybe the only way to look at things to satisfy everybody because it is probably the smartest way to look at things. Because everybody is always trying to look for the next best option on, well, how can we compare players and stuff? What's the right way to compare players? eras and stuff. I say positions. Listen. I understand that the game has changed a lot now in the NBA, where you no longer are designated as a point guard or a shooting guard or a smile forward or a power forward or a center. It's kind of like look, you're either a guard or a forward at this point. Or if you're too tall and too big, you gotta play center. Like there is like if you're seven foot, 260 pounds, center. You got no other choice. Unless you've got this incredibly crazy jump shot. But they don't even know, center. Right? But I want to make sure I, I... I wrote an article once on a blog I did called AJ Valentine Spin Out Sports. You guys can check that out if you want. Um... I can't remember the name of it for the life of me. I apologize. But I did this whole thing where I said, look, the best way that you can put this thing into perspective about who is better, LeBron James or Michael Jordan, is to put them all in their respective positions and say, who is the best at each position, right? Because at the end of the day, yes, everybody has to do a little bit of everything no matter what, depending on the star player, blah, 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 all that stuff. Primarily, though, I think every position can be broken down into – Very simplistic kind of things, right? A point guard distributes the ball. He starts the action, distributes the ball, can score, right? It all kind of depends on what kind of player you have. A shooting guard, it's in his name. He shoots, he shoots the ball, he gets the ball, he scores the points. If he does anything else, that's nice added numbers. A small forward is a little bit of a Swiss Army knife, right? Inside, outside game, rebounds, blocks, assists, I mean, everything we see that LeBron James can do is pretty much what I would say is what a small forward should do, because that is what LeBron has played for the majority of his career. If you don't believe me, you can look up the numbers and you can see the percentile on which they played at the position. LeBron's played more small forward than anything over his career, from the time he was drafted to the time he's been in the NBA at this point, it's been a lot of small forward power forwards primarily more of a defensive presence, but an inside presence as well as a scorer too but they're more of seen as like a two-way type player that can go back and forth on offense, inside presence though and a center is supposed to be rebounder, shot blocker inside scorer, basically a power forward, but just on a more dominant, big time level right It's, it's really simple to me it's really simple Now, I'm not going to sit here and list, you know, top five point. I'm not going to say that. What I'm going to just basically say for everybody out there is it's very simple. LeBron James winning four titles, getting four MVPs, and maybe he'll get more down the line. We don't know. I don't think that's going to happen. I think this was his last opportunity to win a title because after this, Anthony Davis goes to free agency. He's going to have to make a decision. If he goes back with the Lakers, that's great. I think how Kuzma moves on, though, I think there's a lot of pieces that need to change out for the Lakers. They're going to have to rebuild that whole team because they're going to get older, and I just don't trust them. Even with LeBron and Anthony Davis, yeah, they can still probably get to the playoffs, but you're going to need a bit more of a well-rounded team, right? Because everybody's going to be another year of more with more experience. Uh, obviously, some things have changed with some of their competition. But you never know. You never know. But when it comes to this case, guys, it's just... Is it not fair to just say that LeBron is the best small forward of all time and Michael Jordan is the greatest shooting guard of all time? I mean, do we have to designate it as greatest of all time? Because here's the thing. When you throw everything into the cooking pot and you try to all melt melt it together and mix it together, you know, obviously, yeah, it's it's great for like society and stuff, but when you try to do the whole comparison thing and you want to throw in like, well, let's throw in a center and a and a small forward and a and a shooting guard like everybody's like, "Dude, we're just comparing basketball players." Like, "No, you're comparing apples and oranges." Like they're both fruits, they're both really good for you, they're both really amazing tasting. Things that you should eat. But they do taste differently. And they kind of have to... And they work differently, too. In the sense that an apple, you just bite into it. An orange, you kind of have to peel at it. Peel at it and peel at it to get it to its goodness. Like, look, when you start throwing in, like... Who's the greatest player of all time in NBA history, like... Dude, everybody did something different. you That's so impossible to compare these players. Oh, but LeBron and Jordan got... LeBron got more rebounds. Yeah, because he's, he's three inches taller. He's three inches taller and like 40 pounds heavier. Of course LeBron's going to get more rebounds. He's taller. He's bigger. He can handle the inside pressure and getting the rebounds. Jordan's not going to go inside if he needs to. He's going to stand up by the mid-range, take a jump shot, hit a three if he can, drive it inside. He's not going to be going for rebounds all the time. He's got Scottie Pippen to do that. Bill Cartwright. He's got Will Perdue. He's got Luke Longley. He doesn't need to worry about rebounds. Oh, but LeBron's got more assists than Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan had guys who could get him the ball, right? Right? It was Steve Kerr. It was Paxton. God, the horrifying manager that is Paxton. Right? Even Scotty. Scotty was a a point forward before there was LeBron and that terrible, terrible point forward that should just play power forward at this point. And Ben Simmons. I I know he passes the ball well, but Jesus, man, you can't have three getting it a jump shot, to just play next to the basket with Joel Embiid and just be a Twin Towers technique. Christ. Get your game together. Listen, LeBron does, oh, LeBron's done all this and all done all that. Dude, what Michael Jordan did as a shooting guard was incredible. And the fact that he did all of that, all whilst playing with one team, Yes, surrounded by talent. Yes, had one of the best coaches, if not the greatest coach of all time in NBA history. But he took off, he won three titles in a row with a Bulls team that could have easily lost. Could have easily lost any of those first two, three series. And then took a year and a half off, comes back, loses to the Magic, and then wins three more titles. And could have easily lost against the Jazz in either one of those last two ones. And the last one was one of the toughest because Scotty was hurt in that game. The last game of the year, Scotty was hurt. They could have easily gone to a Game 7 and who knows what happens then. Listen, LeBron's going to have better stats than Michael Jordan. Absolutely. Why? Because he's bigger. He's built differently. He plays a different position. He's meant to do different things. Not saying Michael couldn't do those things either But Michael had one job Score Score the points Shooting guard Small forward Two different positions I would compare LeBron James to Larry Bird Before I would compare him to Michael Jordan I would compare Kobe Bryant Of course to Michael Jordan Of course I would I would even compare a guy like magic johnson to, to michael jordan before i compared him to lebron james or anything like that i would do that in a heartbeat in a heartbeat why because they played because sim- at least they're guards and forwards comparing a guard and a forward is like apples and oranges it's two different things two different things And here's another little tidbit for everybody out there. Um, When it comes to LeBron James, there's this, you know, will he ever live up to Michael Jordan's legacy? And the truth is, I don't think he will. Um, And that's not his fault. It's just he's grown up in an era where things have drastically made a change. Okay. I mean, in a big way. Think about this. Both of these guys grew up in different eras And that's always an argument you hear too Well you you can break them down into different eras And that's true you can But here's the thing too What I look at when it comes to the different eras With these guys is how they grew up right? Because let's be honest LeBron grew up in basketball From the 2000s to now the 2020s Michael Jordan grew up in basketball In the early mid 80s All the way into the late 90s that's their careers right now, okay? The way I look at it is that LeBron does not compare with Jordan in terms of the fame and stuff. Uh, I should rephrase that. I don't want to say that. What, what? I'm just trying to get to the point that LeBron's legacy is not going to read the same as Michael Jordan's because I think... And again, this is not his fault. I just think that because of the fact he grew up in the 2000, 2010s, and now the 2020s, that's his career. He has been a part of a vast movement in technology and social media that has clearly given us so much access to LeBron that it's kind of like we're wiped out. Right? Whereas with Michael Jordan... 80s and 90s the only two things you really had access to for a majority of his career were television and radio if you wanted to find anything about him by the late 90s of course the internet was available was a 94 95 i think i know i'm kind of showing my age here because i was born <laughs> born in 93 but i think it was like 94 95 i think is when al gore said yeah the the people can have it whatever and now look what it's used for jesus some of you people my god but uh regardless the reason i bring this up too is obviously because i've heard guys like jason whitlock and even Bill O'Reilly I don't know why he said anything about you know it's LeBron's fault that the, the the ratings are down because he's you know bill Bill O'Reilly thinks it's because he's sympathizing with Colin Kaepernick and I don't it could be it uh, Jason Whitlock just says it's it's Lebron James's fault and a little bit is I think because it's like we're tired of him and stuff but I think a lot of it is because we're ti- we're tired of him because he's always on social media right and look I can't you can't blame the guy that's who he is this is part of the real the new world now right? He posts videos, he posts pictures, he posts tweets, he says things, he's vocal, it's he's opinionated, right? It's who he is. And we have all this access to him all the time, right? We've seen him grow up. We know everything about him. We know his family, his kids, we know his best friends, we know his agent, we know all the the people he hangs with, we know the things he likes to do, we know the whole Taco Tuesday thing, like we know all that stuff, right? We know all that stuff about the dude. And it kind of drives, I think, a lot of people crazy. It's one of the things that drives me nuts. It's like, dude, you're all over social media. Like, I'm a cool if he's wanting to speak out on the whole, you know, Black Lives Matter and everything. And, and you know, and he wants to be a powerful voice. For the people and things like that But man, when I gotta look at videos of you with your kids And and you like dunking with your son and stuff and Man, I get burned out on that stuff real quick And I get tired of seeing it We don't get tired of seeing Michael Jordan stuff Because we didn't really get a lot of access to that stuff You can watch his highlights now And we got The Last Dance And people love watching The Last Dance Why? Because Jordan still has that mystique about himself Now we know things about him that we didn't know back then why did he leave the NBA when he did? There were so many different stories. We now know the reason why. According to Jordan, we know the reason why. Right? When everybody was guessing, oh, maybe it's mafia tied. Maybe it's because Stern, David Stern, was gonna, you know, find him and stuff. Find out the truth now. But there was there was a mystique there. Why was he? Why is it happening? Why is, why is he going to Atlantic City? Does he have a gambling problem? These things were not great to say about him, but they left a mystique about him. There was mystery involved. LeBron doesn't have any mystery. We know everything about this dude, right? We don't know everything about Michael Jordan, I don't think, because he keeps it that way. I I think he has Twitter or Instagram or none. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not sure. I know he's not very active on that kind of stuff. He's kind of a guy that's like I'll put out a statement right? Unless it's something like Obviously Kobe's death Being what it was Obviously that was something that I think everybody knew he was going to probably be there in person And rightfully so But Most of the time it's just I'm going to put out a statement He's not a social media guy He's not all over the place He doesn't want to post pictures And videos and things like that I'm, I'm sure he doesn't uh, maybe his kids do, maybe his kids do, but I, I, I very much doubt that he's a guy that's walking around with his phone in his hand all the time going, yeah, I'm going to take a picture of this, and I'm going to record this and stuff, and like, like, that's the difference between the two, and look, that's the, that's the thing where it's like, yeah, man, like, but that's also, you know, what leads, like, that that's what helps LeBron, obviously, with his success too, right, it's being a social media kind of conscious person, he uses it to his advantage for his business and all that kind of stuff, and look, that's great and everything, but at the same time, it's an understanding observation, I think, of like people are just burned out on you, dude. Because they've seen this. Not only that, but you've been in the finals ten times now. We know how this story goes. You're probably going to win the championship, and you did. And congratulations on that too. But we all kind of knew the story was going to go. And then, of course, you can't ignore the fact football's going on. And I'm sorry. But if you ask anybody out there nine times out of ten, or even ten times out of ten, I'm sure, people will probably say, oh, but what's going on in the football game? I was like, dude, no, the NBA Finals are on. It's like, yeah, 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 I know, but so what's going on with football? Like, dude, I'm a football guy first and then, like, Major League Baseball and then the NBA and then NHL for me. Like, that's the list and how it goes. So I got I got I got baseball MLB playoffs and NFL football going on while the playoff NBA finals are going on and I'm only switching to that every now and then and if I decide not to I'm checking my phone so yeah ratings are gonna be kind of low because other people have different priorities going on in the sports world right now that they want to focus on like dude I'm sorry you're gonna have to kind of just suck it up, like, so what, the ratings were low, look at what they had to deal with, and yeah, there was probably a lot of people that were upset with the whole, you know, players taking a knee or whatever, but you know what, so what, let them voice their opinion, you get to, why don't they get to, I'm not gonna get into that stuff, I'm just saying, when it comes down to it, Whitlock, O'Reilly, whoever, you can't blame LeBron for this, okay? This is the one time you're gonna hear me defend LeBron James. But you can't blame the ratings thing on him. It's not his fault that we always see him all the time on social media. This is how the world is now. Everything is always out there all the time being recorded, right? That's how it is. You can't blame him to the fact that there's a younger generation now that is starting to absorb guys like Jason Tatum, Jamal Murray, Zion Williamson, John Morant. There's a new crowd of younger players in town that people are drawing to that are not LeBron James. People still love LeBron, don't get me wrong. But they're siding more now with the younger talent that's coming in. Let's be honest, they're more attractive, they're more agile, they do faster things, they do greater things. And the next group of them are going to be coming in soon and they're probably going to have the same sort of effect. And slowly, LeBron's going to get pushed out because eventually we're going to start being more attached to guys like Zion and Ja and things like that. And we're going to want to see where those guys go. You may not believe that, but the truth is at some point, I mean, look, we all love Michael Jordan, I think. But let's be honest. Are you thinking about Michael Jordan all the time? Probably not. You're thinking a lot about LeBron James, though, if you're an NBA fan, no doubt. But let's be honest, when he retires or leaves or whatever the case may be, how much are you actually going to think about that dude as a NBA player after his career is over with? Because I'll be honest, it'll probably be in my mindset and it'll probably still be in the news. But unless he's doing something major, like trying to buy one of the best teams in the NBA or something like that, which I'm sure he'll try to do to try and see if he can match Michael Jordan As a businessman off the court Yeah Maybe then I'll hear his name a lot But I very much doubt that's going to happen Not to say he can't match LeBron or Michael Jordan off the court As a businessman but look man Nike did a great job promoting The Jordan brand and the Jordan brand Has taken off I mean, look, uh, LeBron's are the shoes are nice But I'm going to be honest right now I've seen more people get into the clubs As long as they've got nice Jordans on Than I have seen them with the LeBrons on I'm just being honest, man I'm just being honest I, I mean, I've had that happen to me before I got in because I had a nice pair of Jordans on only pair I have really that are a nice pair This guy's like, I like them, you're in I was like, oh sweet Otherwise, I'm not getting in not getting in at all. Congratulations, uh, LeBron James. Obviously, if you got more ahead of you, man, hope for the best. But, uh, look, all I'm, I'm going to say is this, and I'm not trying to say, like, be a hater or anything. I'm just saying, please don't be that guy that stays in the league too long. Like, leave on a high note, man. I'm not saying retire now, unless you want to. But, um... Uh, All I'm saying is, just don't be that old dude that sticks around a little too long. Because that just gets sad. That just gets sad. And I I don't want to see that for you, LeBron. I really don't. I respect you as a player. I love you as the individual that does so much for the community and the people and all that stuff. Uh, All I ask, though, is just stop being such a celebrity, Jesus. Get over yourself <laughs> all right so look uh, obviously away from all that stuff a lot of a lot of things have changed folks a lot of things have have gone down uh I don't even think we've talked about this, so coaching changes have happened coaching changes have have officially happened um Billy Donovan's taking over for the bulls and the clippers fire. Doc Rivers Which shocked the hell out of me And I'm pretty sure everybody In America Why? Because Who would have thought that would have happened, right? Uh, First I'll say this For the Bulls, before we get into Doc Rivers and all that stuff um, I like the Billy Donovan hire I think it's going to be good development for guys like Kobe White and Daniel Gafford and the young talent That's there I would sincerely hope that the Bulls Consider and I mean this, consider making moves on Zach Levine and Lori Markkinen. I know those guys still might have a lot in them. I'm sure they might stick around just so they can see what they can do. But I'm going to be completely honest. I don't think those guys have what it takes to take a team to a championship. I think Levine at best, I've said this before, I think Levine at best is a third or fourth rate player a a number three or a number four player on a team as long as they have some built-in superstars much like he was in minnesota where he's only scoring 18 points i'm sure he could probably be like a 20 21 point scorer but he's only scoring 25 26 points whatever it is for the bulls because we need somebody to and he's the only option i'm sure kobe white or laurie marketing could probably do more if we asked them to take all the shots as well but Laurie Markin in right now has just been stale. He hasn't gotten better. He hasn't really gotten worse. He's just gotten stale. He's flatlining at this point. And flatlining means dead. And right now, his career right now looks dead. Which means we're going to have to probably package him with guys like Chandler Hutchinson and Denzel Valentine to be like, Look, but there's value here if you just put them all together on your court and just get what you can get out of it at this point. You can get a first-round pick out of him. Cool. But I seriously doubt that. Levine might be the only guy that if you can package him right, you might be able to get one or two first-round picks for the next couple years. Probably protected, but regardless, you can probably get some draft picks for him. Okay? I mean, I'm just, I'm just being honest. Just being honest. I, I think it's time for a new regime to take over. The Bulls are going to be bad. They're going to have to rebuild. They're going to have to draft properly. They're going to have to sign the right free agents. Uh, guys like Sadaransky and them got to go gotta go but uh i just yeah i i'm I'm happy that they got billy donovan man i'm just happy jim boylan's gone and now they've cleaned out about four assistants from the former staff so i'm happy with that too man they're cleaning house they're 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 doing the things right i think that the bulls can hopefully at some point come back and be great again sorry i you there um (laughs) But yeah, so look, obviously the Doc Rivers thing, though, was a bit of a shock, right? They lose to the Clippers, and before the finals even start for the NBA, Doc Rivers has been announced as being let go of his job and duties as the Los Angeles Clippers head coach. Which, again, it left us all going, what happened? Right? And everybody just came out firing, man, and just said, I can't believe Steve Ballmer would do that. Right? If you don't know, Steve Ballmer is the, is the owner of the Los Angeles Clippers. A well-known, prolific owner in his own right. A, a very, uh, I would say, flamboyant and uh, uh, eccentric billionaire. Uh, very excitable. Uh, Has a lot of energy Whatever you want to say The guy basically likes The fact that he just bought these clippers Um (coughs) Excuse me I will say this uh, I definitely think he spent a little way A little bit too much Like the I think the organization was only around like 1.2 billion And I think he bought it for like 2 billion dollars Like he put up a lot of money for it so he already overpaid for the franchise, um, you know. Obviously, he came around towards the end of the Lob City years, and Doc Rivers has been there since the Lob City years. He has helped that team get to the playoffs, but they never could get over the hump, right? Never could get over the hump. So Kawhi comes into the Toronto, wins the championship, says, "I want to go back home to LA." Doc Rivers is like, "Cool, awesome, coming to the Clippers," and he's like, "All right, cool." I'll come to the Clippers, but you gotta get me Paul George. Okay. They do all these crazy trades. They get Kawhi Leonard. They get Paul they sign Kawhi Leonard. They get Paul George, right? I mean, they 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 stack that team, like I said, that team was feeling like that's a playoff team. That's not a regular season team. That's a playoff team. That's a team that's going to go into the playoffs and do some damage. And they did. It's just they didn't get it done against the Nuggets. And I think that exit where everybody said, you're up 3-1 and you choke away in game seven. Right? And I said, look, man, I don't think it has a lot to do with the Clippers really choking. As much as I would, as much as I would like to say it was the Clippers choking, I have to also say, yeah, but Denver won that game. But then Steve Ballmer's reaction, because this was the word that it came from the owner himself, Steve Ballmer, who went to Doc Rivers and said, we're going to go in a different direction. And it's like, dude, why? (laughs) Like Like, he is clearly, I mean, clearly one of the best coaches in the NBA right now. Mike Bootenholzer, sure. Steve Kerr, absolutely. Doc Rivers is, without a doubt, though, one of those guys at the top of the list. Like, He's not the guy you hire to make a transition and rebuild and stuff like the Bulls with Billy Donovan and things like that. No, Doc Rivers is the guy you hire when you want to win titles. But it didn't take Doc Rivers that long because about three days after he got fired... He had immediately taken an interview with the 76ers, and he took the job, and now he's the head coach in Philadelphia, and (laughs) while the NBA world and basketball world kind of went, Phillies winning a title, here we go, I think there's a lot of people that went, oh no, oh no, this is not good, this is not good. I'm gonna I'm gonna lay some positive real fast. If anybody can probably fix what's going down in Philly Town, it, it has to be Doc Rivers. If anybody can do the good for Doc for, for Philly, it has to be Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers got three different personalities and Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, and Kevin Garnett to mesh together in Boston with a quiet and seemingly uncomfortable Ray John Rondo who was 22 at the time. Fresh kid. Not straight out of Kentucky. Well, pretty much straight out of Kentucky for the most part. I think it was in, like, a, it was his first or second year. I can't fully remember. But. You're talking about a guy, a team that was full of guys that everybody was feeling different on a different level, but they found a way to come together. I mean, you can find that. You can actually see where he talks about that stuff. Like, in person, uh, there's a Netflix documentary, It Escapes Me, I think it's called The Playbook, actually, where it's it's a number of coaches who kind of explain how they've had success and their philosophies and things like that. Doc Rivers talks about how he got those guys to bond together in Boston as one team he got all those different personalities to come together and look if anybody can do that in Philadelphia where there seems to be this definitely separation between all the players Doc Rivers could be the guy but I'm also one who feels at the same time that Doc Rivers has an uphill battle with this one because He's not dealing with veterans like Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce and Ray Allen who, to some level, I would say, had a sense of professionalism about themselves where they could separate a lot of the personal issues they may have had with one another and sacrifice for the good of the team. Right? Where in Philly, it feels like Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons are fighting, but they don't want to even acknowledge they're fighting because the moment that they do, they know they're screwed. (laughs) Right? Like, it's, it's not completely... Doc's fault for the fact that maybe this won't work because unfortunately I just don't think it's going to work in Philly period I mean look I'm not saying that Philly didn't make the right move they hired a coach that they think look if you can get Ben Simmons and and being on the same page and maybe get Tobias Harris and a few of these other guys actually working we might have a shot at actually winning a title And as much as that would be wonderful to think, I'm going to tell you right now, even if Ben Simmons did play in the playoffs and was not hurt with that season-ending injury, Boston still beats them. Like, Jason Tatum is at superstar level at this point. Jalen Brown is a star in Boston. Marcus Smart has established himself as a top-tier weapon offensively and defensively. Like, Boston just needs a little bit more help, and I don't know if they're even going to bring back Gordon Hayward, but if they do, and he can actually stay healthy, which I doubt, but if he can, that's more firepower to them. But I I don't see it happening for for Boston. I don't see it happening for Philadelphia. Like, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, they just don't get along. That team is just a horrendous mess. There's so much money invested in guys like Harris and and Horford and all these guys that I'm sure Doc might be able to do something with them all. I'm sure he can find a way. But if your main two superstars are not even friends, are not even communicating with one another because they're so different from one another, where Joel Embiid is clearly the star of the team, but he costs the 76ers, I think, like $100,000 each month or something like that to keep him he's high maintenance because he's constantly injured plays 50 games of the season and then he's done and ben simmons ben simmons is really nice power point or point forward nice handles dribbles the ball great passing ability when he takes it inside man he's a monster he can't shoot can't shoot a mid-jump mid-ranger can't shoot a three. How can you play point guard? And then, because he can't shoot, he can't stretch the floor, so then he has to go inside, and then he's crashing into Joel Embiid's territory, and that makes Joel Embiid mad, and then Joel Embiid's got to kick out for a three, and he hates taking threes. Right? Like, it's a mess in Philadelphia. There is no easy solution in sight, and yet everybody thinks Doc Rivers is going to be the easy solution. And I'm telling you right now, even with Doc Rivers, yes, things can actually get accomplished. A playoff can certainly be made. A run can be made for the next couple years for them. But the fact that those two right now, the two superstars, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, don't even seem to be even on the same page with one another, makes me think that by playoff time, this is going to all fizzle out. I don't trust Joel Embiid's back anymore. And I think he's going to be the guy to go. Because you've paid Ben Simmons all that money. When the reality probably is, you should have kept Joel Embiid. You should have drafted another point guard. Or traded for a guy like Chris Paul or something like that. Someone who can still score and yet fundamentally funnel the ball to the right players. And possibly get the pressure off of a guy like Joel Embiid. Where instead you got Ben Simmons who's constantly having to crash the boards and attack the rim because of course he has to because he, he 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 doesn't know what he is is he a point guard is he a forward he should be a power forward but he keeps wanting to play point guard it's frustrating man i even as even as a person who's not even a Philly fan i'm frustrated <laughs> i'm really frustrated I don't know what the solution is, but man, if I were Philly, I'd keep a watchful eye on to see what happens. And best of luck to Doc Rivers, man. That is going. That is going to be a true testament to his coaching ability, because that, that is going to be a real challenge to try and corral those two personalities together. Man, hope them all. I wish him all the best. I really do. <laughs> So there was a coaching hire, and then there were stupid marks made as well. because this, and, and I just want to finish this one off because this one, just, this one just made my head almost blow off. I could have used some big bad words there, but I didn't want to. But my head was spinning after this one. So the Brooklyn Nets, obviously Jacques Vaughn was not going to be retained as the head coach of the team. Uh, he would go back to being an assistant after they fired their head coach. And there was a lot of speculation on who they were going to bring in, right? There's a lot of great assistants out there. There's a lot of good head coaching candidates potentially. Who's going to be good for the Brooklyn Nets with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving? Well, leave it to management to pull one out that nobody saw coming. We had a lot of suggestions that we were hearing about, obviously, on our end from all in the sports media world. And obviously, they dropped the bombshell on us, but Steve Nash... Former two-time MVP point guard and, quite frankly, one of the top 50 players in NBA history. You can honestly say the top Canadian player of all time in the history of the NBA. He's the new head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. And look, everybody would say, guy's got a mind for basketball. Guy's got the talent for basketball. Can he be head coach? Well, I'll be honest. A lot of us kind of assume that a point guard is the best coach, right? Right. Starting point guard or bench point guard doesn't matter, because a lot of times they see the floor. Right? Think about it. Steve Kerr, Mark Jackson, Jason Kidd didn't really work, but he could still get a job, right? Derek Fisher was a failure in New York, but that was I think Phil Jackson's fault because he's trying to be a president and stuff. And I mean, look, point guards have worked before, but they've also failed too. I mean, it's so you know, it's it's a it's a fifty-fifty shot. The 50-50 shot. But Steve Nash was hired. And I said, look, I don't know how this hire is going to go over. I'm going to assume that it's going to be a good hire and that Brooklyn is going to do some good things. Because, hey, at least they've got two of the top players in the league right now, right? And as long as they're healthy, Brooklyn's going to be great. And then, of course, (sighs) drama had to be inflicted in this. Because Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant are man children. They are that I Kevin Durant's what 28, 29, and Kyrie Irving's 26, 27. They're man children. They, they, They are unbelievably immature. And one thing I'm gonna say, I'm gonna preach on this show, man. Think before you speak, man Just do it Listen to Shia LaBeouf And just do it Think before you speak Because Kyrie Irving went on the first episode of Kevin Durant's podcast The ETC's or something like that I can't fully remember the name of it But, uh, Kyrie, Kyrie Irving went on there and, uh, kind of threw a little bit of shade out there, kind of threw a little bit of shade out there. Um, he made two comments. One was a little bit more severe than the other, I think, in, in regards to it, uh, So I, I just wanna, I just wanna kind of go over the main one though. Uh, I, look, the, fir- the first of the lesser of the two comments was uh, I, I don't have it right in front of me all right away. Uh, but basically, Kyrie Irving was asked the question. You know, it's like ten seconds on the clock. Who's taking the last shot? And he says, depends on who's hot, which was a good way to start it. But then he said, on every team I was on, I always felt like I was the best option to take the last shot. And he said, and this is the first time in my life, uh, in my time being in the NBA, that I can look down and basically say, that mother trucker got it. I replaced mother trucker with the bad words. Um, (laughs) Basically, uh, this was Kyrie Irving's, I think, way of taking a shot potentially at LeBron James. A lot of people assume that, which... I mean look, he's more offensively skilled than LeBron James certainly, but let's let's be very honest. You probably trust a guy like LeBron James to sink the game-winning shot over Kyrie Irving, right? I mean, what he hits one big sh- I mean, look, all this crazy stuff came out of him is the moment he won a championship with the Lakers, Lakers with the Cavaliers and hit that big shot, and all of a sudden now his head's getting swelled like there's no tomorrow. He's saying and spouting all this crazy stuff. I don't even care about the flat earth stuff. I'm talking about this stuff right now. Oh, and by the way, in Boston, there was a kid, by the way, name of Jason Tatum, who when you got hurt, took over for your team in the playoffs and took them pretty far. And then when you came back, early exit. Remember that? They were better without you with the... I believe he was a rookie at the time going to the playoffs. I think they made the Eastern Conference Finals, if I'm correct. They were better with you, without you than they were with you. Okay? Just saying. And look. The next comment he made was the one that really just got me going. So he was asked about the coaching situation with obviously Steve Nash coming on and being the new head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. And this was his comment, and I have it pulled up because I have to, I have to get this one right. He said, I don't really see us having a, quote-unquote, head coach. KD could be a head coach. I could be a head coach. In parentheses, some days. Then KD comes in and adds, Jacques Vaughn could be a head coach, could do could do it one day. It's a collaborative effort. Okay. So that, that was the comment that was made about them hiring Steve Nash. <laughs> um yeah, I got I got some issues with that. Um. First off Kyrie Irving is just proving Right off the bat already Why he's a problem in the locker room Like dude Okay we get it It's a collaborative effort It's a players league I have had numerous arguments With people about this About how The Bulls You know Should be drafting LaMelo Ball And stuff Because it's a players league You know like Dude, you need a coach. You need somebody who can be a leader. Because right now, on your team, you got nobody. Kevin Durant should be a leader. I thought he was a leader in Oklahoma City. I apparently was wrong. He is a follow the leader. And oh, if you think you're a leader because you take the last second shot in a Cleveland Cavaliers game for the finals, you're wrong. You're not a leader. Boston got better without you. Jason Tatum is now their leader. You have never been a leader. You have always been just there. You've been a good number two. You're a nice Scottie Pippen. And right now, you got to play Scottie Pippen to Kevin Durant because Kevin Durant's the guy that's going to take the ball. I'm going to tell you right now, too, that last-second shot thing, I've always felt like I'm the best option and things like that. I'm going to ask everybody out there, 10 seconds left on the clock. You're the point guard, right? Let's put you in... Let, not to put his name out there and everything, but let's say you're in Spencer did what Shoes. You bring up the ball because... Kyrie Irving's going to play ISO and try and get open. And Kevin Durant's going to try and get open, right? Now, both of these guys are open with 10 seconds left. Same identical kind of shots, right? Guys are covering them. But there's clearly enough room where if you pass them the ball... They can get off a shot, and they're going to get a clean look at the basket. <laughs> I'm going to ask you this right now: how many times I, how many times out of ten are you passing that ball to one or the other? Because I'm going to say this right now: I guarantee nine out of ten to ten out of ten of you passing it to Kevin Durant. Why? He's six foot ten, like seven feet tall in his shoes. 245 pounds, can't easily be knocked over. Kyrie Irving's what? He barely hits 200 pounds. He's like 6'2", 6'1", 6'2". He's a big, tall dude compared to me who's 5'8". But I'd rather get it to the big guy who's got this impossible shoot shot that nobody can protect unless you put the center on him. And even then, he could probably get a shot off of you. I just wanted to point that out. Like, Kyrie Irving is not going to be the go-to guy for the Brooklyn Nets. Maybe every now and then, but for the most part, yeah. If I'm Spencer Dinwiddie, 10 seconds left on the clock, yeah, I'm going to KD. Unless Kyrie is super open where you can't pass that up, yeah, I'm going to KD. But look, man, these comments that you made, I don't know how Steve Nash feels about them. I'm sure he just rolled them off his sleeve because that's the kind of coach he is. But if Steve Nash has a more vindictive side to himself, he could easily say, these are unacceptable. And maybe he doesn't want Kyrie Irving on his team anymore. I mean, that's easier said because it's the Players League and the owners will, no, we got to keep him and stuff. But Steve Nash may not want to work with him. Steve Nash might find every reason to say, I'm not giving him the ball. Not only that, but think about this. What does that say to the Brooklyn Nets team too? Because to me, if I'm the Brooklyn Nets, if I'm anybody in the league saying, you know, I wonder if I want to go sign and play with the Nets. This would have been the perfect opportunity to say, I'm not doing anything with the Nets. Why? Because what I just heard from Kyrie Irving saying, I don't really see us having a head coach. That's his way of saying, I don't want to play by anybody's rules, but my own rules. I like my rules. I do things my way. I don't listen to anybody tell me what to do. Okay, Kyrie Irving, you go ahead and do that. See how your career goes. Because I'm going to tell you right now, I've seen some players who have been super selfish in their sports. And they don't always last very long cuz right now I'm going to be I'm going to be fairly honest I don't know if Kyrie Irving goes to the Hall of Fame and it's not because of these antics it's simply because I don't think he has enough to on his resume to really do it I don't think he does I don't think he does I think he's one of the greatest one-on-one iso players we've ever seen in NBA history and yet that's still not enough to sell me on him going to the NBA Hall of Fame Like, this dude wants to be remembered as one of the greatest players of all time, and yet he says things like this, and this is enough that I would say as a Brooklyn Nets player, I don't want to play with this dude because he's selfish. If I'm Kevin Durant, I'm going, God, I left Oklahoma City to get away from this stuff with Russell Westbrook, and I'm right back where I started with Kyrie Irving. If I'm Steve Nash, I'm I'm going, jeez, man. Like, why? Why do I have to get the headache? If I'm Brooklyn's ownership and GM, I'm just going like face palming it going, man, why does he have to say things like this? And if I'm even a free agency player looking for a chance, looking for a chance, I would be going, no way. I'm not going to Brooklyn. I'll go to Milwaukee. I'll go to Lakers. I'll go to the Clippers. I'll go to the Atlanta Hawks and the Magic before I go deal with that mess. It could be nothing. But it does feel like it could be possibly enough to completely derail everything Brooklyn's been trying to build. And if that is the case, if that is actually what's going to happen, I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to be a sad day in Brooklyn. And of all people to disappoint, More than anything, the kid from New York is the one that's going to do them in. That's what's going to make this sad. That's what's going to make this real sad. Kyrie Irving just put down a comment that could completely dismantle the entire Brooklyn organization. I don't believe it really can. I believe that Steve Nash and that team can be stronger than that. But... Don't tell me there'll be some sort of animosity on this team, especially if he starts taking the ball too much, taking all the shots, doing what Russell Westbrook seems to like to do. Kevin Durant didn't want to deal with it, so he left Oklahoma City. Steve Nash probably doesn't want to deal with that kind of stuff as a first-year head coach. No player on the Brooklyn Nets wants to be hearing that one of their star players is like, I want to do things my way. Just play the team game, dude. You said it. You're, you're excuse me. Katie said it. It's a collaborative effort. So why is he making com? Why is Kyrie making comments that make it sound like I'm not going to listen to what Steve Nash has to say, dude? Then you're screwed. You are screwed. Good luck, Steve Nash. You're going to need it. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for this episode. If you guys did obviously enjoy this. Leave likes, whatever it is. Uh, Share it. Share it with your friends. Leave the comments, whatever. I don't know whatever you want to do uh if you guys want to check me out i'm at boom crew captain on instagram that's where i'm going to be working out mostly because i'm kind of just done with twitter there's a lot of nonsense out there so check me out on instagram at boom crew captain you guys can check us out also at facebook.com slash team sports where you can see our live sports pay sports show every wednesday and thursday we're changing things around and with halloween coming up we're going to have a halloween special cut up real soon so you'll be able to see us all dressed up if you want to check us out Uh, with that also too ladies and gentlemen uh, this has been a blast again sorry I've been away so if you've been waiting for this one do apologize but we're going to have a few more coming out Uh, it's going to be shelved out over the next couple days or so so I hope you guys are ready for a lot of content coming at you but thank you guys all so much for listening and as always much love peace out everybody